What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Alternate Reality Podcast, where we talk about everything gaming, everything nerdy, basically everything awesome. I am one of your hosts, Hebrew Hammer, and I am here with the Hooch. Yo, what's up? And we are here also with Muggin, kind of. He had to go real quick right before we started because um, his daughter woke up and she's not feeling well, so he might come back. I'm not sure. So we'll, we'll figure see. that out soon. Um, but either way, we're going to be going through the show. Um, and just a... Oh, well, I'll, I'll do this in the the um, shameless shilling part right now. So shameless here shilling. we go. Um, first of all, thank you very much to our patrons for supporting us. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, make sure that you check out the patron at patreon.com forward slash A&R pod. Uh, if you guys want to check out any of the tiers there, um, just before this pod, we were talking about um, Orville and Stranger Things season four. It's like a tiny little... Um, we didn't get to finish it really, but it was uh, a spoiler kind of talk about it. So just be careful if you have not seen um, Stranger Things season four. Um, but yeah, check out that. Make sure you give it a look see, and then you can join the Discord, Discord.me forward slash ANR, if you guys want to uh, join in on the conversation. We have a whole bunch of different topics there. And lastly, don't forget to leave us a five star review on Spotify or Apple Podcast, please that does the most and it costs the least so definitely please do that um da, 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 da. all right let's go ahead and kick things off stranger things season four we <laughs> finale we were going to talk about that hooch i'm sorry <laughs> is not here to do it hooch has not seen it right nope so no, i haven't seen yeah. seasons two three or four so that won't work out as well. I'm just going to briefly say I did enjoy it. I did not enjoy it as much as the first season. I don't think Stranger Things has ever really recaptured the light that it had from the first season. That being said, there was some really cool things that um, it did do. And I specifically liked some of the backstory that we got for one of the main characters. And we learned a little bit more about how things work and the lore behind it. So that part was really fun for me. Overall, I gave it like a 70% or so. We actually have a um, breakdown of that in a little more, actually a lot more depth um, on Click or Skip, which is a podcast of mine where me and uh, Three Buddies, we go ahead and, and break all that down because we saw it. We're big fans. Well, they're big fans of it. I watched it and I gave my thoughts on it. Um, but anyways, so you can check that stuff out there. Um, next one is going to be the Duffer Brothers, which, by the way, are the people that made the Stranger Things series. Um, they give Death Note another try for Netflix. Um, did you ever see Netflix's version of Death Note? No, because I didn't want it to soil the animated version that I saw. There you I go. Heard it was That's bad. the right answer. Yeah, I'm I heard f- it was bad. I'm like, nope, nope, not going to do it. Yeah, me and my friends, we have all seen the anime version, obviously. Um, love it. I don't know how you could see it and not enjoy it. It was um, good. Yeah, but, man, um, we weren't... We knew it was going to be bad, right? Because we're not, we're not silly. We knew that it wasn't going to be <laughs> great going into it. But, my yeah. God, nothing prepared us for the trash that we got with that. You know what I mean? Well, I guess you don't know what I mean, because it's like nope. whatever you think it is or how bad it was, it was way worse, dude. Literally, well, like, all of it was terrible. The first thing is, is they changed it to American, right? Yes. It doesn't work. Um, it's, 
It just how, like it, how does that not? I mean, so, like I agree, it's not it's not great, but like I feel like narratively they could still make that work pretty easily. Uh, possibly, but I think it's to me it's very similar to. Did you ever see or hear about the movie Shall We Dance with uh, Richard Gere and I believe it was Jennifer Lopez? No. So anyway, the premise of it is he's a businessman who takes ballroom dancing lessons or dancing lessons or whatever, right? Um, mm-hmm. on, on the on the down low. It was on a remake gotcha. on the DL. It was a remake of a Japanese movie of like the same kind of story, but culturally it made more sense in Japan because businessmen aren't supposed to be doing things like this. Like this, it was made back in a point where those kind of stereotypes and things were, you know, still very prevalent. And so there was this whole stigma of like men don't dance and men don't do it. But like it was about this group of businessmen who right. decided to take dancing and some of the stuff they did about like trying to hide it and things they're trying to do. So like it made it more humorous because of that. But in America, you're kind of like, so what if a CEO or whatever decides to take dancing lessons? Who gives a shit? <laughs> it's like it doesn't well, doesn't mean I anything. agree with you, but like, well, how should I say? I agree with you in the terms of like the dancing scenario, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. But I would respectfully disagree with you in the terms of the or in the context of Death Note, just because Death I Note? don't okay. think that there was anything culturally specific there. Like, I think that all of that part would work very much the same. So although they did tons of things right, that's like the only thing that I feel like I didn't have a problem with. OK, OK, um, OK. But fair, I mean, fair enough. Either way, it would have been better if it was in Japan. Like, yeah, I, I definitely agree there just because higher fidelity for me, that <laughs> um, which is something that they definitely needed throughout. Like the biggest issue is that a entire lack of fidelity to the anime and then just literally taking the ball and throwing it. I don't want to say out of the park because that makes it sound good, but mm-hmm. I don't know, throwing <laughs> it into the garbage disposal or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, it was terrible. Um, yeah. But anyways, yeah, like, nothing can prepare you for how disgustingly bad that thing was. Um, it was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. But uh, the Duffer brothers going for it and them making a nether try at it, A, shows how powerful the IP is that Netflix is even bothering trying to do it again. Um, but second of all, with the Duffer brothers behind the wheel, I mean... They Netflix, first of all, has a lot of confidence in the Duffer Brothers. They're going to give them a big budget, which will be exciting for Death Note. Second of all, the style of Stranger Things definitely lends itself to Death Note. Um, so I definitely think that they could do something well there. Literally, it's just one of those things where the script is already written. Just stick to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in this case, you kind of know what we should, what they shouldn't do. Right. Don't oh, don't yeah. stray too far. Follow what it was. Keep it because like I think although I, I mean, for me, the question, though, is like something like Death Note. Why do you need a live action version of it like that? That's I, I agree. Thing. I don't think you need a live action version. of it. No, you action. don't. Unless, of course, you wanted to maybe like bring in like if you're not doing a remake or reshoot of the original, but it's like like Death Note 2 kind of thing. Right. You're mm-hmm. taking that situation or that universe or story and expanding it and bringing in another character, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why you would want to do that, <laughs> but I'm saying like 
that to me would be the only way why you would want to transition from like a live action. Uh, I mean, I know sorry, exactly from an anime why. to a live action. It's well, very money. obvious why. It's oh yeah, they totally. Think that yeah. They can take that IP that's made money before, and they're like, "Oh man, we'll just throw a different medium on it," you know, mm-hmm. and then people will gonna they're gonna go to it, and they're gonna watch it, and they're gonna love it because they love the yeah. anime. Yeah. Um, like, so no. that's what they think is gonna happen, but unfortunately, <laughs> they make garbage instead, and sometimes garbage works, like Transformers, right? Uh, like, whoa, whoa, live whoa, whoa. Action which Transformers. one? No, nope. there's. No way in the world. Hold on a second. Let me just say, there's no way in the world beyond like the first Transformers that you continue to like that heap of garbage, right? I didn't even like the first Transformers. Okay, all right, I, that's like, fine. The, everything up until Bumblebee. Sucked. Okay, yeah. I I will give you Bumblebee was good. Bumblebee well, I loved Bumblebee. I thought because the thing about I mean, and Bumblebee wasn't perfect. I should say that. Like, if Bumblebee yeah. was the first version of a Transformers movie that we got, like for that franchise, it would have been fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. But but they did stupid shit with the characters. Like, first of all, first of all, you cannot change the type of truck that Optimus Prime is. You can't do <laughs> There's that. There's some some things you just don't touch. You just don't touch that. Like, you know. No, and I and I and I understand if you want to turn if you don't want Megatron to be a gun that transforms and shrinks in size, right? I I get that. You can think of another thing to do. Fine, whatever. But don't make him. I don't know what the fuck that was. <laughs> That's like, true. What? And then and then the other thing you lose track of is like both the Decepticons and the Autobots were supposed to blend in. They were they were here for God knows how long, and we didn't know. Because they maintained their their disguises, robots right. in disguise. Hello, robots in disguise. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sorry. None of the Decepticons, like most of the Decepticons, really did not look like they were in disguise. A big giant fucking scorpion like robot in the middle of the goddamn desert. Yeah. yeah, exactly. They were like, yeah, screw you, humans. We're just gonna wreck your shit. Um, but it was like, no, no. At least the Autobots did try and maintain some sort of, you know, trying to integrate somehow. But still. It was just, it was bad. And then, of course, Shia LaBeouf. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was boof before he got boofed. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I personally liked the first one, but here's the deal. Mm-hmm. I was very young whenever it came out. And I okay. have not watched it again since because I'm literally afraid that, like, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna ruin my perception of it. And I'm gonna be like, rose colored. Oh, yep. I braved it glasses. one time with Star Wars for Phantom Menace, and granted, it did pay off because that movie's still fucking gold for me. I don't care what anyone mm. says. Um, yeah, you don't care what I say. Not anyone. You just don't care what I say. I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> anyone that says that that movie's bad is wrong. I don't care who you <laughs> are. Like, come at me at Discord. I don't care. You're wrong. I'm right. I can. I promise oh, you that. So bad. Um, but anyways, <laughs> right. I think. Whenever it comes to Death Note, like it's not a surprise that they that they've done this. Um, they did this with Full Metal Alchemist too. Oh my god, it was so bad. But yeah, yeah they just, I they wanted just that to see be dollar good. signs, you know, from switching up the medium, and they think people are just gonna do it. But the problem with it. Full Metal Alchemist is like, hey, we have the anime version. Hey, we're doing another anime version. Hey, we're doing a live action. Okay, we've hit this too many times. <laughs> like, I don't need to see Is there again. too many? It, like, there's no such thing as that in, in Hollywood. You know what I mean? Uh, no, like, there never is. There never They'll is. do it as many times as they can make money with it. So, um, um, 
no is there was there any information about like when we were expecting to see anything from it just that all it was was just hey we're they're gonna get another shot um it's basically more of just like hey we're gonna give another shot i don't see anything here about um a date so yeah i think it's i think it's definitely like early in the works so Okay. uh, okay we're gonna have to see what happens with it but either way yeah looking looking forward to this version of it but i i imagine it's still going to be bad i'm under no illusion that it's going to be good <laughs> i just think it'll be a less bad version so we'll yeah see. all right um, thinking of bad things that could be good maybe next yeah well i don't know about that cyberpunk edge runners intro I... released yeah so, did you get a chance to watch this no i haven't yet um Okay, well, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna read this article real quick, but I haven't seen the intro. But like from what I'm seeing in this thing, this looks kind of ridiculous. Well, so like one of the one of the pictures that it has actually looks like pretty pretty crazy and badass. Um, but the intro is actually like very lackluster in my opinion. I, I watch that and I'm like, wow, this is forgettable as hell. Oh um, no. But yeah, for me. I'm one of those people though that's like I just don't know how biased I am on it honestly because I hate I hate cyberpunk so much that like you know I don't know if I it's one of the few things that I don't know if I could be objective about it you know so maybe it's a good intro and I and I'm wrong I don't know but so I guess the, it doesn't feel good the question I have is like because the game was so bad does that does that mar your opinion on the world because to be honest, the it's world the seems like it'd be pretty cool. It's not cool. the world. Got it. Okay, so it's anything that has to do with CD Projekt Red. No, it's the it's well, like yes and no. Like I also play other games from CD Projekt Red because some some of the games they make are pretty fucking dope, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like that that specific team and that team leader, like the decisions they made. I have never seen a a, a dev company literally like be so okay with fucking people over in my entire life you know what i mean there i've never seen anything so blatant as the as the okay on that um playstation 4 and xbox um 360 or or one no xbox one version of of the game uh yeah it was yeah it was ps it was yeah ps4 and xbox one the ps4 and the xbox one version were so bad literally unplayable and they were like yeah this works and well, here's Sorry, I, I wanted to just punch them right in the face. So for that, I'll never really forgive them. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I will. I think I'm going to try to watch the show and see how I feel about it. But yeah, like it's I'm just ahead of the game. I'm already saying like I don't know if anyone can trust my opinion on it because I feel like I'm just super biased on this. Um, but yeah, that that's just how it is. You know, are, are you going to yeah. watch it? Uh I don't know. I'm going to wait to see what people think about. Um, and then maybe I'll probably pick it up at some point. I'll try to slide it into everything else that I have to watch. Fair uh, enough. Un- fair enough. Unlike yeah, the next thing we're going to talk about. Things to watch at this point. I do. I do. I want to <laughs> get to Umbrella Academy. That's what I want to get you to. Really, everybody says you really it's good. need to. Let me tell you this. Some people straight up don't like it. I don't understand why those people don't like it. Like, I definitely think that there are some slower times in episodes. Right, mm-hmm. but I think overall, like the series is honestly like pretty astounding. Um, so yeah, definitely, like, definitely just watch it. That's all I'm gonna say. I don't want to give anything away, but yeah, just watch yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's what this is the third season they're on right now. 
Third season just released, yeah. Okay. okay. Um, all right. Clerks 3. The trailer for it just dropped a few days ago. You and I were talking about it a little bit before the show. It's on the A&R patron cut. Um, I like preface with I do not know about Clerks. I do not know about Jay and and Silent Bob. In fact, I didn't even know if I got their names right. Uh, a little bit you got them right. You got them right in the show, but um, yeah. yeah, like I don't know that whole franchise really. But what do you think about Clerks Three? Uh, so at this point, I'm so in the bag with anything Kevin Smith does with the View Askew, the Jersey trilogy, or whatever they want, or the Jersey. The Jersey, I don't know, it's not even a trilogy, right? It's the, the Jersey se- series or, I don't know, saga. Uh, you know, uh, I'll, I'll at least watch it once. Hell, dude, I watched Jay and Silent Bob uh, reboot and found some funny moments in there. Um, I just, I think for me, there was so much stock built up from like clerks um mall rats chasing amy and dogma you know that it's like hey you know, you know what yeah sure kevin smith's lost a little steam he doesn't seem like he's as innovative as he was uh in the past and even then he wasn't like if you think about it he he's, he wasn't super innovative he was just kind of the first one to do like really heavy monologue driven or dialogue driven films right um you kind of get a similar feeling with Joss Whedon in some of the, like with Buffy and stuff, right? There, there tends to be the focus is on characters having conversations with one another, um, speaking in ways that high school kids would not speak to one another, <laughs> you know? Right. Uh, it's, it's a very similar thing. Like the, 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 it's much more heady than it needs to be. Yeah. 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 I gotcha. Um, and then of course it has toilet humor. all. So it's like, it's that, that difference, a juxtaposition, I guess, right? You get two guys who are talking philosophically and then all of a sudden one of them cracks a joke about, you know, poop, a poop joke or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, with I like the clerks better because Dante and Randall are, are two guys that are pretty funny. Randall especially. He's just like a jerk. Mm-hmm. But he's like a realistic jerk. And he's really good in clerks. Clerks 2, kind of eh. So it looks like the clerks 3 is, is centering on Randall um, after he has a heart attack um, or it looks like I, I'm assuming it's a heart attack because uh, that's Kevin Smith likes to write about shit that happens in his personal life. Um, and a few years uh, ago, that's uh, what happened to him. Yeah. He had a heart attack. Right. And, I remember that because he lost yeah, a that, shit ton of weight afterwards. Right. Yeah. That's why if you look at silent Bob in the first few films and look at silent Bob in the, you know, most recent or films, there's a lot less of Silent Bob. <laughs> like I would say Jay is getting bigger than Silent Bob. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. The um because the other thing about it is um he has the podcast, uh he had a podcast called Fat Man on Batman. That was like my first introduction to listening to podcasts was listening to him do Fat Man on Batman. Hmm. Uh, but he's had to change it to uh Fat Man Beyond because he's no longer fat. He's like it's he 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 and Mark Bernardin are the hosts, and he's like right. you know at some point we had to change the name because I'm not fat anymore. Because yeah, you're right. So they call it Fat Man Beyond. Fair so like enough. that. Yeah, but anyway, back to Clerks Three. Uh, I'm going to see it. Um, the the other thing about it is the man is dedicated to his work and does crazy stuff to support it, right? Um, 
with the last movie, Jay and Silent Bob reboot, right? They had a they had a like a, a, a nationwide or something like that opening to any place that had a oh I can't remember the name of it, but it was like a certain type of feature. I think it's a Cinemark or something like that. But there was a certain type of event that every place had it. But then they went on a sixty-two uh, city tour. And every time they went to the, the new city, they would, you know, premiere the film, sit with people and watch it, and then, you know, um, talk about it and have Q&A afterwards. This man watched his own film 62 times after he had already gone through the filming, or like the writing, the filming, the editing, the post-production, all that crap. He then sat and watched it 62 more times just to make sure he could be there and and talk to his fans about it as you know, as they saw it for the first time in their region. Damn, that is crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, you know, nobody else is going to be doing that kind of crap. And yeah, maybe people say that he did it because it sucked. Fine. But at least he was willing to stand up there in front of everybody and go, this is my movie. I made it. And, you know, if you don't like it, you don't like it. That's fine. But, you know, we had fun. And it's what I wanted to put out there. Yeah, solid. I mean, I, I, would, I would agree with that philosophy. So I'm glad they did it. Yeah, but, he stands behind his work or in front of it. Yeah. I don't care. Um, anyway, yeah, that's my take. Fair <laughs> enough. I cannot contribute on the Clerks 3 front. If Muggin was here, I'm sure he'd have things to say. I imagine he's a he's a big Clerks fan. Like, something just tells me that he is. Yeah, so, yeah maybe. Yeah, well, I have to say that. Um, before we go into gaming, because this was all movies and TV, I do want to mention one thing. It isn't new, but it's just so good I have to say something about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw this years ago before I ever started podcasting. So it's kind of old now. I think it's like six years old or so. Um, but on Hulu, do you have Hulu? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just told, I watched the Orville. Of course I have Hulu. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, okay. You need to watch this movie and I don't care if you are a Bond fan or not. Everyone knows what James Bond is and that's all you need to know. Okay. There is a Hulu original, like, biodoc, kind of. And I say kind of for reasons I'll explain in a second. It's called Becoming Bond. Okay. Okay. It's with, it's starring George Lazenby, who is. Oh, Lord. The, I know who he is. You know who he is. He's the one infamous Bond, right? Yep. Yep. Um, he only played one time. He was the first oh. Bond after Sean Connery and before. On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Yep. Yep, on Her Majesty's Secret Service. That's right. Um, critically acclaimed movie. Um, one of the people argue that is one of the best ones out there. He did play an incredibly good uh, Bond. This movie is unlike anything I've ever seen before. And like I said, you do not have to be a Bond fan in the slightest to enjoy it. It just makes it a little bit better. But in this thing, basically they have this George, La- George Lazenby comes in and he starts dictating his life. And they do a, like, reimagining. Like, they, you know, basically play through his life. You know, they have an actor that plays him at various stages and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, His life is so fucking insane. It is crazy. I mean, it it will have you laughing. It will straight up have you crying. All of this shit. It is so insane. And it kind of ends off with, like, it's really all the, because he did a lot of stuff after bond but it's more about like the buildup of since he was a kid to getting bond what happened after bond like right after bond as far as like 
you know, him, you know, infamously turning down the role and being like the the bad boy of, you know, I'm not going to listen to the execs and not signing on for another movie and that kind of thing leads you up to there. And, and then it, it, you know, it cuts off. But everything that he did was so crazy in his life. It is so worth watching. It's one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. So genuinely, people, this movie deserves to be seen. Go check it out. It is hysterical. Um, I just want everyone to watch it. If you do, please like literally come to the Discord and at me because I want your opinion on it because I, I just want to know more people have seen this movie because I, I have a feeling that it is unfortunately just really underwatched. Um, so yeah, okay. check it out. You, I'm going to literally ride your ass so you check it out. Yeah. It's not much of a time investment. You just got to do it. Uh, here's a funny thing about James Bond. Um, yeah. Do Do you know who the inf- the influence was for that character? For James Bond, are you talking about Roger yeah. Moore? No, 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 no. The 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 writer Ian Fleming. Oh, for Ian Fleming. Yeah. Do you know who the influence was? No. You know him as an actor in very few, it's a lot of different movies. Christopher Lee was the influence for James Bond. If you are not familiar with who that is. Hold on a second. I'm looking it up. Oh, I know him. Saruman. Yeah. What well, is that? That was his influence? Yeah. Yeah. Huh, I because knew. Ian Fleck, I believe they are cousins. Huh. Christopher Lee is. Yeah. Look up. Look up all the shit that Christopher Lee has done. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, that's like that's what like he Ian Fleming was taking kind of like step cousin notes. of Ian Fleming, step cousin. There you go, step cousin of Ian Fleming. Yeah, and was the influence for Bond. Huh, dude. I dude think. has a crazy like he's a former uh, special agent, I think, a former mm-hmm. SAS. I think well, he was. That's what I was gonna say. Like I know that he had based the character off of because I don't remember if he was in the military too. I think he was in the military too, but he. he I saw a documentary once where he said he did base it on adventures of someone else that was in the military at the time and stuff like that. So it could have been, you know, this this guy, Christopher Lee, that you're talking Christopher about. Christopher Lee. They just didn't, <laughs> for some reason in the documentary, mention that it also happens to be Christopher Lee, uh, yeah. who he was basing it off of. And Christopher Lee is the only actor of Go Back to Lord of the Rings who actually met Tolkien. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah, that was just, yeah. That. It's just weird shit that I know about Christopher Lee from reading a bunch of stupid stuff on Facebook and whatnot. Um. Uh, yeah, Ian Fleming has admitted that Lee's days as a spy are what inspired him to create the ultimate super spy, James Bond. There you go. Learn something very every cool. day. That is yeah. very cool. That's from GQ, by the way. So it is a reliable source. There you go. Um, All right. Solid. Okay, we can move on. Now. Well, yeah. So, uh, so then you, just by knowing that, that tells me that you would probably be down to watch this movie, right? Uh, we'll see. Yeah, I'll, I'll no, I'll no, 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 no. It's not a we'll see. It's a you have to. There's very few <laughs> things that I put my foot down on. This oh, I have to right see this because I right, know I'll... the second that you watch it, that you're done watching it, you're gonna you're gonna fucking run over and thank me. <laughs> all right, we'll see. All right, all right. Now, the we'll see is whether or not I'll thank you, but I'll I'll put okay. it into the schedule. All right, all right, good. Yeah. Okay, um, let's go ahead and keep moving on, though. Uh, we're going into gaming now. So Samsung uh, Gaming Hub arrives. That is a Muggin scenario because he's the only one of us that has it. So we're going to have to wait for him to either come back or next week 
figure out what's going on there. But yeah, it has arrived, and I'm sure it's awesome, and I'm sure he's going to be rubbing it in our faces. He so. said a lot of good stuff about it in the page in the Discord um, yeah. about how cool it was. How you could just you just have a computer or a controller. It it reads it. It works really well. Um, it looks really good. Um, so yeah, he's he has he hasn't said anything really bad about it, which is kind of cool. It's only on the 2022 models of televisions from Samsung, correct? Yes, I think that's I what he that said. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So if you have anything earlier than a 2022, too bad. So sad. You cannot watch it or you cannot yeah. use it. Um, and to recap, the Samsung Gaming Hub is basically that's Samsung and Microsoft collaborating to bring you Xbox Series X games streaming, uh, mm-hmm. or should I say the what is it? The Games Pass, Xbox Game Pass, the Game Pass uh, yeah. streaming through your Samsung television. Yeah, you no longer have to have a console. So yep. That yep, really just helps gives it, give them some money and that's all like that's a great way to combat hardware shortage right absolutely dude yeah and, and then the cost for the hardware man. yeah yep yeah exactly that's pure profit for them oh yeah they're sh- uh, I mean, not pure they're sharing it with samsung a little bit i guess to, you yeah know, but i heard that they money. always lose money on the systems anyways because the game yes. is where it's at right yes hardware manufacturers um, use because there's no way they could properly charge what it truly costs to create right. that cost. How much it costs per unit to actually make is more than literally what it sells for. But if they yeah. charge the correct price, it would be out of consumer range, basically. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then there wouldn't then they wouldn't be able to make it up on the software sales. Exactly. Okay. Um cool, so cool. let's go ahead and move on to the next thing though. And this one is about something that is a game that is probably one of the most controversial mobile games to date. And that is Diablo Immortal. So Diablo Immortal uh, is making $50 million in its first month and still averaging over a million dollars a day. That's pretty good, people who hate the microtransactions. <laughs> yeah, for how many people are bitching <laughs> about those microtransactions? My God, like, I which, mean, it's working for them. <laughs> which is hilarious, because that's the thing I think is the least offensive about the game. Now, and I'm not saying it's a bunch of offensive about the I game. I agree with you. Yeah, it's just, I'm just saying that, like, why are you complaining about a game that has microtransactions in the form that it does when they're not bleeding you dry from microtransactions? It's only the people that are like, well, I, in order to top, you know, in order to do this or get super, super good and get all the best stuff, I have to pay a lot of money. You don't really. Just, yeah. It's like Diablo is a game about time spent grinding. Yeah. Well, that, like, I feel like it's a, like, I agree with you in the core whenever it comes to the microtransactions. Like, mm-hmm. um, and I'm pretty sure we have the same stance on it ultimately, regardless. But, like, whenever it comes to microtransactions, like, I think that this is one of the games. I've had so many conversations about this too, but I think that this is one of the. I don't, I don't even feel comfortable calling this game predatory uh, with its microtransactions mm-hmm. because I genuinely do not think that it is. Like, Predatory is a game, whenever it comes to microtransactions, is a game like Marvel Strike Force yeah. where you get 50,000 pop-ups the second you log into the game saying, oh, come buy this and come buy that. You know what I mean? Like, that is predatory. But in this, like, it's literally like the value for anything that you get is so unbelievably bad that it it de-incentivizes anyone to spend on a normal life. <laughs> I see what you're saying. You're like, like why would I spend money on this? There's I've literally, literally, yeah, there's like no literally need. tons of games I've spent on. Like, I am not afraid to dolphin out on a game. Yeah. But I, I played, I, I, I bought the passes for this game, right? Um, yeah. On its first month. And after that, I was like, I was like, 
oh my god like these values are so fucking terrible and i i it's no fun either because i only get like these gems for five stars which i'll never be able to use the five stars basically because the two stars will quickly become better um level wise than i could ever get the five stars up in any time even if i did like really hard dolphin out right so Mm -hmm. it's no fun because you're not getting good things you're just like literally buying things to then get the to sell off what you get to then get good gems or i mean uh gem power up things whatever they're called now i don't remember Mm -hmm. um to power up your shit gems right so it just doesn't feel good on what you're buying and it costs a shit ton so i literally was like yeah so if i mean i'm gonna play this game and at one point i was like I'm going to keep playing this game, but yeah, I'm not going to spend any money on it at all because honestly, the value is just not there. Um, and so I was like, I'm just totally fine with that. And I was absolutely cool with not spending. In fact, I was thankful. I was like, cool, finally a game that I like to play that isn't forcing me to spend money and I don't want to spend money. But there's so many issues with the game as far as like like gear and drop rate and things like that, that it's just not fun to play like it's not a rewarding experience to play for me and that's why i dropped it so it has nothing to do with the microtransaction side it's literally all just the gameplay side of it that i have my issue with um, yep yep what, what about you <laughs> no it's the same i like like i don't even engage in you said the microtransactions because there's no need there's no value like you said yeah um and secondly the issues i have are all gameplay related like and my biggest issue is like, I get it. You want me to play multiplayer. Don't fucking force me to do it. Yeah. Yeah, like, no, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's what they do. They're like, like that. I, I literally stopped playing the game because I'm like, oh, I want to check this dungeon out because I could I have a chance to get, you know, the artifact gear or whatever, or the sets or whatever. And it was like, oh, no, no, no. You need like two people to run this dungeon. It's like, the fuck, I don't. Bye. <laughs> that's like, and that's t- exactly it. So, like, it, it's funny that, like, you and I have, like, these issues with it, but it's it has nothing to do with the monetization route of it. And I'm totally fine with them charging, you know, a ridiculous amount of money. And obviously it's working out for them, right? Because it's whales that are buying them, right? And then yep, yep. it's whales that are buying them, and then it's 98% of the populations that are bitching about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, But in my head, like, I just, I just see whales as, like, these creatures that are funding my gameplay experience for free i'm like thank you for buying me this game essentially whales <laughs> i like and my worst thing is that every occasionally in a multiplayer game i'm gonna get my ass kicked by one okay yeah like i'll take that i'll bite that bullet um yeah yeah, yeah. i mean so, 50 so, yeah, million like, in the first month i'm pretty sure that paid for most of its development exactly so i mean like i it's just i'm really tired of people just like instantly the second they see microtransactions i'm going fuck this, it's predatory, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, man, no. Like, no one's going to buy from this game because it's, it's. I mean, no one of that isn't going to be whaling out super hard is going to be buying from this game. Yeah. Um, yeah. And whales that are whaling out, like, they're going to whale hard because, you know, they can. That's so what they're going to do. Whatever, yeah, more exactly. power to them, I say. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, anyways, they're making, moral of the story is they're making shit tons of money. They're okay. They're not being hurt by this monetization issue that's going around on reddit in the slightest bit uh they're making money what is it fist over hand 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 over fist hand over fist yeah yeah so yeah i'd say that they're pretty good anything you want to add on the diablo discussion um no um no no all right well let's keep going then um so next thing oh gwent 
Um, it's the Rogue Mage releases for Gwent. Now, did you ever play Gwent? No, I never played any of the Witcher games. Okay. Well, so, I mean, that's very unfortunate because it's like the, I feel like there's one other good one from CD Projekt Red, but, you know, this is one of the reasons why I can't say I hate CD Projekt Red. So, like, I have to give them that. Um, but yeah, this is the, you know, the Witcher IP based uh, card battle game. Um, mm-hmm. I personally have never played it. Uh, but I have only heard good things about it. I think it's probably pretty solid. I've seen gameplay videos of it. I've mm-hmm. certainly it's enticed me enough to think about playing it. But I do have so many other mobile games that I'm I'm playing that I have not actually done so yet. Um, but the new expansion that is going to be coming out for it um, definitely looks very good. I would check it out if I was were you and you guys like card games and you're looking for a new one. You know anything related to the witcher you're always going to have fun with even if you just hop on and play casually as long as you like the ip you know you'll always get something out of it yeah speaking of card games did you hear what happened to your uh your beloved legends of runeterra no what happened to legends mm, of runeterra? last month they announced that they're focusing less on pve and more on pvp oh, content yeah 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 i okay. saw that actually okay. that was so there's some pretty confusing stuff about that because originally like so uh just so everyone knows here, a little background. Um, Path of Champions came out, which was a single-player mode for the game. It was kind of just like a sub, sub-mini sub game, you know? Yeah. Um, and people had so much fun with it. All of a sudden, they saw a giant spike in play, and it was all skewed towards that. And so they very quickly jumped on that. And they said in their next update, they were like, we're going to be focusing on Path of Champions. Um, this is going to be like our new thing now. And, you know, we're going to be expanding that ASAP. Glad that everyone is loving that experience and blah, 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 blah. Well, they got a lot of backlash from the like core community um, that it's been playing for a really long time. Because although people have been jumping in to play Path of Champions, that's not necessarily what they're sticking around for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So they apparently and this is hearsay right here but there was basically like two project managers and there was a disagreement on to which direction they were going to go one was obviously in favor of path of champions the other one was in favor of sticking back to the core audience and going pvp and basically one left the project to go to another project and it was the one that was focused on pve so the one that was left basically was like, yeah, we are going to go ahead and focus back on that along with the fact that they, they did get some backlash from that core community, um, led them back to the, we're going to focus back on PvP uh, because that's it's always been its main core competency. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I don't necessarily agree with that move because I, I thought Path of Champions was the best thing there. And honestly, PvP gets with a card game, gets a little monotonous after a bit and on a single player with or or not even just single player but multiplayer against like uh ai you know like an adventure mode kind of thing it just feels really good with card games i loved path of champions whenever it came out came out so do you find what do you find though that that it can become predictable and how a how an ai is going to react versus how a player might play things does, does that have any not, influence on you not really just because it, it always typically plays the best hand it it's not it's never really predictable because i don't know what they're like it's definitely randomized as to what they're drawing from their deck 
Yeah, that is an element of it. As, as I was asking that question, I'm like, well, you do have that rant, that RNG aspect of you don't know what they have in their hand. Yeah. Because you may know what their deck is, but you just don't know what their hand is and what they're drawing and, and you know, the order in which they're getting. Yeah, you, so like, you do know, the, like, going in, like, you do know some perks that each one has, the higher up in yeah. difficulty, but that's fair to know, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, beyond that, no, it's like it's random as to what will kind of happen. Um, you know when power spikes are coming and stuff like that, but that's about it. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's fine. But yeah, overall, like I really enjoyed Path of Champions. I really think that they're onto something and hopefully they still do work on it, even if it's not their, you know, main thing anymore. But um yeah, well we'll have to see. But either way, um still Legends of Runeterra is the number one card game in existence, and that's proven by fact. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> totally unbiased. Uh, yeah, um, no, no, not at all. Just totally, yeah, completely unbiased opinion. But yeah, let's go ahead and move on to the next topic, though. So we have um, Red Dead Online. Um, basically, it looks like that is going to be slowly killed off. It won't be getting any more big updates because Rockstar wants to shift its focus to GTA 6. Good. I figured I you were going to say good to this because you are a fan of Grand Theft Auto. Um, what Have you ever played Red Dead Redemption? I played the first one. Yeah. Okay. And you still like GTA um, a lot more? I think both are good um, for their own things. Um, I liked... Because Red Dead takes place in like the desert and stuff, so it's a little bit more sparse when it comes to interaction with like people or things or whatever. It's mostly like chasing well, it's not animals. Just in the desert. It's in towns and shit. Too. That's, that's true. But I'm saying it's like it's not in a... You know, heavily populated city. Yeah, you're not. A, um, yeah, metropolis. You know. Yeah, it's 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 like more narrative driven, more exploration based, more um, like a survival kind of game. I guess is the best way to to describe it. Like you're out there gathering crap and stuff, and then you have some some questions. Yeah, this this base this is all based on the first Red Dead, all based on the first one. Right, right, right. Um, and I didn't finish that one. So there, like, I got to Mexico and was in a bit of Mexico before. I'm like, okay. no. And I remember what happened. I went from my Xbox 360 to an Xbox One, I think, and then lost my, couldn't transfer my save data over. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not starting this game over again. And then I never picked it up. I never picked it up from there. Um, but the other thing, like, with me, they both have a multiplayer element, but GTA Online feels like it has more possibilities and more more long more potential um so i think that's to me where 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 gta gets the nod a little bit and of course you know i'm from california so anything that kind of makes it look more like california which you know it also takes place in like i think what red dead takes place in like texas and mexico or something um uh so like that 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 biased but it kind of gets my uh might not a little bit because you're like hey this is trying to imitate california yay even though it's southern <laughs> california boo um, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah so i mean as i said they both have their merits they're both good i just tend to prefer the gta series right i mean that, that's fair enough like uh, i think most i think definitely the more popular of the two is um grand theft auto for sure you know yeah, yeah. So I I would back that. Um, even though I personally like Red Dead better, um, I could never really get into GTA. But 
yeah, like I, I'm totally cool with that. Um, but so it works out, looks like things are working out for you there. <laughs> RIP <laughs> to anyone that likes Red Dead. So, um, well, yeah, I, I mean, that doesn't mean they can't then once they get done with GTA 6, you know, shift back and do, do a Red Dead 3. Yeah, of course. It's probably just going to be a bit before we see any new Red Dead content, basically. Correct. Yeah. 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 Well, let's go ahead and move on to this next thing because this next thing is just cool. So we've talked about this before on the pod. I don't know if you remember or if you were there for the oh, episode I do. or not. I do? do. I remember. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So there is, in, in Elden Ring, the game, there is literally a legendary character, like someone in real life that has made their name into legend within the game. Um, and their character name is Let Me Solo Her. Um, this is this is the hero of Elden Ring basically it's this guy that he has the most ridiculous outfit he's literally ass naked like he's got oh he's you know got his little loincloth on basically and then he has like this cauldron hat on yeah Um, and then he has these I believe he dual wields swords if I remember correctly Um, and that's it and he goes in and he he goes into these people game that are trying to get, you know, specific, very difficult bosses done. And he goes in and he fucking solos it. And I think it's just, it's just it one from, boss. It's just huh? one boss in particular, right? Who's a very super hard boss to beat. Or does uh, he no, do other bosses? He does, he does multiple bosses. But okay, okay. He got he got famous off of the one very particularly difficult one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... He is, he's literally a legend. And so it it has permeated into the game so much that the creators of Elden Ring um, over at Bandai Namco, they actually sent this guy in real life an Elden Ring sword in honor of him. So I think that that is so fucking cool. Um, (laughs) How do you feel about like game devs like doing shit like this because i think it's Uh, great it's awesome i mean it's it's recognition of your player base and especially the ones that are you know outstanding that drive the the community that drive um uh awareness of the game right? right because there's nothing there's nothing that'll kill your game faster the negative feedback amongst, you know, the social media and groups and things like that. Yeah, nowadays like, for sure, yeah. Likewise, how many games have we seen have a massive resurgence because of it? Like, think about Among Us, a game that had been released a couple of years prior that all of a sudden got huge because people were streaming it. Mm-hmm. Right? So, you know, social media, Reddit threads, things like that, they're, they're very, very, you know, big in... Um, uh, increasing awareness of a thing and turning it into a meme. And that's how people get familiar with your product. And yeah. if it, if it results in the developer saying, Hey dude, thanks. And giving him something cool, more power to it. Like, like that just gets more people interested in your game and in you as a developer. You're like, yeah. dude, you recognize that this guy kicked ass and you did a cool freaking thing. And how people are like, you know what? I'm going to do the same thing next time. So, or something similar or try to push it or whatever it is. Like that's like, what's the next, let me solo her, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like it's definitely like a mutualistic thing, right? Like both parties get something out of it. Um, Correct. And so 
I, I like that more um, dev companies are, are willing to do this kind of thing. Whenever Legends of Runeterra came out, they sent all of the big streamers that had been streaming the game during beta. Uh, they sent them all like these original uh, like art pieces, like card art, basically. Whereas mm-hmm. literally one of a kind, one of the design artists, you know, um, drew it out and and everything and sent it to him. And then they, they put it on like wood and stuff like that. So it was like super, super nice. Um, really cool. They, they sent one guy, like this lockpick legend guy, um, this uh, Legend of Runeterra themed uh, chest to open that was like crazy legit. So like they definitely show appreciation nowadays more so. AFK Arena is another game ironically it's a mobile game that has sent some of its big um contributors uh you know like really cool gifts and stuff like that to mess around with so i like that they're doing that but this one definitely seems like it's a little different because it's not like this guy was never an influencer you know what i mean yeah he was just yeah. literally a legend of a guy that went into these games and did that shit for no reason other than to just have a good time so seeing it permeate to that level is the really exciting thing to me. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I would really like to see something in game done as well to just kind of immortalize it, right? Um, yeah, like yeah. Him be uh, some kind of boss or character. I would love to see something like that. What do you think? Uh, I don't know about a boss or yeah, like a character. Like he'd be, he'd be an awesome NPC. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Like, I, can't you? I suppose it wouldn't be good to be a boss because he he always helps, right? So he would kick the crap out of you. <laughs> plus, plus, he'd beat you, right? Like that's yeah, exactly. Thing. Yeah, he'd beat you. Like you couldn't beat him. He'd yeah, like exactly. let me solo you. Uh, he'd literally do it naked too. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, insult to injury. <laughs> yeah, like like in the next Souls game or whatever the, the devs create, like make that a uh, an NPC. It'd be um, cool if they made him an unbeatable boss. Like, literally I was an thinking, unbeatable boss. I was thinking a guy you could hire, but uh-huh. who, who costs, like, so much money. Like, um, yeah, you're talking, like, super endgame. Con- like, you obviously already beat everything easily anyways, so you can yep. have this. Yeah, that yeah would so be, you can hire him and have him come along with cool, you. Man. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, yeah. Or, or, or another thing, like, if you fail too many times at fighting a boss, you get the option to... Bring in, uh, let me solo her. To bring in, let me solo her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Summon the spirit of let me solo her. <laughs> summon the spirit. Yeah, yeah. You can summon the spirit, of let me solo her. Yeah, yeah. That would. Be but great. only after you lost great. to a boss like a hundred times or something like that, like some crazy shit. Yeah. <laughs> and he just comes like and you, it's not even like an option. He just all of a sudden shows up, and mm-hmm. and he's just like, oh yeah, like let me do this, and then you know you let him do it, and maybe like I don't know what the reward structure looks like for. Um, Souls games or whatnot, like you get cool shit, but maybe if you let him solo her, you get like you know two thirds of it or something, right? Um, so you get the experience of seeing, of of knowing that you let somebody else solo her, but you don't get the full rewards. Um, so as a result, you're like, yeah, no, no, I needed some help, but that was fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, they did such a good job with this. I'm just glad to see this happen. This is one of those like feel good stories, you know what I mean, in the gaming world. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hundred um, percent. But yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to the next thing here. So this is this is pretty interesting. So this is um, UK antitrust. Uh, they're having a uh, investigation. So this is uh, CMA, the Competition and Markets Authority. 
Um, they're having an investigation uh, with the Microsoft buying uh, Activision yeah. um, scenario that's going on right now. So, um, what do you what do you kind of think about this scenario? Just to give people some context, sixty nine billion dollar purchase. We've seen Microsoft acquire tons of of studios recently. Um, Blizzard definitely being one of the um, Activision Blizzard, I should say being one of the biggest of the bunch. What was the other really big one that they got recently? Uh, was it Bethesda? Bethesda? Uh, yeah, I think yeah, so. Bethesda was, so. Bethesda was the one they got before that. Yeah, so like I definitely think that this is work. Like, they have merit here. Would you agree? Yes and no. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, a development company is responsible for the to choosing which console manufacturer they want to support if they want to support multi-platform or not right um so a sony having something like insomniac or naughty dog or something that they only make games for sony consoles Mm -hmm. but they make good games that everybody likes to play or that a lot of people like to play even Nintendo, right? You can't buy Mario outside of Nintendo. Nintendo wholly owns that property, mm-hmm. right? So I don't really see this as much different um, because Activision Blizzard owns the IP and owns the product. And if they want to work with a single you know, console manufacturer, then that's their decision. Right. Not right. to mention, you st- they still want to do PC as well. So I don't know if I'd call this antitrust because it's not like they're, they're, they're or monopoly or whatever. It's not like they're locking down an entire, like they're not controlling the entirety of the gaming industry. No, they're, but they're taking, acquiring a large part, uh, like they're, a they're large player in it. Yeah, they're acquiring a large player in it. True, but it's not the only player. Well, of course it's not, not but I guess, I guess it, it comes to one of those things of like, you know, there's one pie, right? And that's the gaming industry. Mm-hmm. And Microsoft was already probably like a fourth of that pie. And now it's it's probably now more like a third to a half of that pie. I, I, I think Microsoft actually, Microsoft was a lot. Because the difference is when you look at it from console to like developer soft like that that's i think that's the thing is like everybody is thinking microsoft's only going to have or like it's only going to be you know activision blizzard games on microsoft platforms only well yeah but well not yeah like there's still a possibility that that doesn't happen um sony is branching out to pc we know microsoft's going to cover pc as well sure mm-hmm. you may not have activision blizzard games on sony consoles right that's that's a possibility um but it's but, turning into the landscape now of, of is it even feasible for small companies to compete whenever there is such an overwhelming force or two um, above you? Because that's that's what the worry, I guess, of this is. I don't know enough about, about the gaming and like the, the inner workings of the gaming industry, right, to really be able to say I'm just trying to ask the questions of of you know why this you know rule exists in the first place and how it does apply but look at it yeah uh, so look at it this way right Mm -hmm. if you are 
truly trying to make a game that is in a competitive space with a product from Activision Blizzard, mm-hmm. if they're only on Microsoft consoles, go to mm-hmm. Sony. Mm-hmm. Go to Nintendo. Um but like the reality of it is how many ga- how many manufacturers how many developers out there are trying to beat Call of Duty at Call of Duty's game. Yeah. Well, it, it kind of gets to the point of like I think and, and I could be wrong, but let's let's just kind of analyze this hypothetical real quick. Let's okay. say um Microsoft ends up owning 75% of the gaming industry, right? In, in regards to buying up all of these, um, you know, dev companies, these smaller dev companies, until it it has about seventy five percent of the gaming industry, right? Sony's still left though, okay, um, as well as some other smaller dev companies. If their gaming library with their service is so large, I would think it would potentially heavily impact the gaming industry altogether because they have such a better deal. And so many games that it's never worth it for the consumer to go anywhere else. It's kind of like Amazon right now, right? Like where Amazon literally has everything at a lower price that gets it to you at a faster speed. And there's nothing that almost nothing you can't find there. So like it's running into the same issues right now of like competition is so hard to make in that space unless you're utilizing Amazon itself. So I feel like there there is merit. I don't think it's at the tipping point yet, but I feel like it could be coming up on it. I I think it I, I mean, either it just really... blew your mind or I'm a complete idiot. It's one of the two. So I would say I'm trying to think um it all right so okay so i'm just looking up some stats also sure um that's good net ease so so the top 10 companies uh made up 65 percent of the global market in 2021 that's okay. 10 companies making up 65 percent okay right? um the it and and the top are Tencent, Sony, Apple, Microsoft, Google, NetEase, Activision Blizzard, Nintendo, EA, and C Limited. Tencent right. is the is the biggest. Oh yeah, Tencent. Um, Tencent is freaking huge. Yeah, but like nobody is talking about Tencent snapping up shit, right? They keep they keep getting Ten, the buys. Tencent's in China. <laughs> but, but 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 that's what I'm saying though. Like like but, but again, but but Tencent is the largest in the in the industry, right? Right. But also, I um, mean, at the same time, Tencent has its hand because of that. Tencent has its hand in like every single pie. <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no. They've, they've managed to get their fingers into everything. So yeah, it's because their fingers are in every little thing. But 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 they're not like I think the you're difference is they're still not have controlling. Their own agency, though, is what you're they, yeah, but they're not trying to like. I think the difference between that really is that Tencent is multi-platform. Right, mm-hmm. they're they're platform agnostic. They're not like, oh, now you can only make ten cent games on PC. They're like, no, right. no, no. They're like, no, we want our fingers in everything, so we want to make a little bit of money here and there. Whereas, like, and I think really the the three we need to focus on are Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo. Right? Yeah, definitely. Those are the the three household names. Right? Okay. Sony is still bigger than Microsoft. Is or it really? still made more? Yeah, still made more than Microsoft. 
Huh. Interesting. Um, it's interesting. Sony Sony last year was eighteen point two billion and Microsoft was thirteen billion. Not a hmm. lot bigger, but just I'd like to see more. how those stats change this year. But yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but here, here's the thing. Like if you add Activision Blizzard to what Microsoft made, mm-hmm. you know, that goes up to twenty one point one billion. Right. So that puts them um still below Tencent, but right. only like four billion above uh Sony. Right. And that's before they revamp them and make them good again, so they're actually gonna be pulling in more money. <laughs> I don't know how that thing I don't know how Activision Blizzard is or, you know, making more yeah, than two dollars well, a fucking month at this point. But, but my sure. but my point is like they still don't make up like all of the pie, right? Right. Well, that's to, what I wasn't saying that they did in my hypothetical. I was giving an extreme scenario, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But but what I'm saying is like you would have to get into a situation where you know Microsoft's starting to snap up EA and other you know big companies as well. All the previously your big previously multi-platform companies. Right. I think the fear and is that they, they just might, given given what they've recently done. I think that that is the fear is that they will try to. Then start we start talking. Yes. Yeah. Then we start talking about antitrust stuff. Like if mm-hmm. you get Bethesda and you get Blizzard, whatever, actually Blizzard, fine, whatever. You start throwing EA into the mix and Sega and Capcom and all those other ones. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow your roll there, chief. You can't have everything. Um, yeah. You know, that's like that's, I'm wondering if 10 years down the line, Mike, my, my house that I'm going to buy is going to be brought to me by Microsoft. You know what I mean? Probably. <laughs> or Apple. Or yeah, Amazon, what, what shit, the, like you said, Amazon. It, it, Amazon, it'll be built. Amazon, it's gonna be like I'm pretty sure Amazon is gonna be its own independent city state, <laughs> yep, na- nation be, state, actually at one point. So it'll be built and shipped. It's gonna yep. gonna fly above us. Um, yep, and built and shipped to you by Jeff Bezos sending himself, sending down drones to deliver things to us mortals. Ba- ba- basically, basically, <laughs> um, this is gonna happen. All furnished well, by IKEA. That's uh, pretty much it for the what's going on there. I think that that is interesting. Like I, it's it is definitely something that people should be thinking about, right? Just because that's kind of the the world we live in now, where it is. I feel like getting a lot more accessible for these big companies to to start buying smaller companies um, at a pretty fast pace speed if they decide to really put their their foot on the gas. You know what I mean? Yeah, and in a way, it actually works better for a lot of these companies, to be honest. I mean, it also, in some ways, works better for the consumer as well, right? I mean, Correct. like I'm I'm not particularly complaining that my Game Pass uh, account is getting chilled up with lots of new games, <laughs> right? Right, right, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it's the it's the worry of of competition and the abuse of power that will come with that, you know, if there is. Um, well, and let's face it, Microsoft is proving, we talked about it earlier with the Samsung mm-hmm. Gaming Hub, they're proving that, like, having a dedicated console may become a thing of the past. Oh, I think it, I think it was, I know we spoke about this, you know, even before, but yeah, like, I think we all kind of agree that after this generation, we're pretty sure it's all going to go to, you know, things like that, you know, apps that we can download, you know, a, a Game Pass app and shit like that. Yeah, um, I think we probably have one more generation of consoles, depending on how long of hardware, depending on how long this one goes, and mm-hmm. whether or not we get out of the console shortage. That's what's driving it also, is the hardware shortage. True, 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 true. Um, 
All right, well, let's go ahead and move on to the next one. So that brings us to Fire Emblem Heroes. It becomes Nintendo's first billion-dollar mobile game. What? First of all, I guess, what do you think about this? And second of all, have you played it? <laughs> I know so little about Fire Emblem outside of anything Smash Brothers. I just know that they are the most annoying characters in Smash Brothers because there's so many goddamn many of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, great. Another Fire Emblem character. Hooray. Fuck you, Nintendo. That's kind of the general like consensus for everyone that plays League Hardcore, right? Is that it's like, oh, boy, another Fire Emblem character. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. It's like, oh, look, there's another one. Oh, yeah. Hey. I mean, yeah. I get it. It's Nintendo's, you know, IP. So, you know, outside of uh, Mario, it makes sense to, for them to chalk their fighter game full of characters that actually fight. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, I'll say this, um, you know, no matter what, like I I do respect mobile games whenever they do things right and um to my understanding, I have not played Fire Emblem Heroes. Well, yeah. actually I did whenever it first came out like a little bit, but I never stuck with it because I've just never been a big fan of the IP as well. Um but you know, I respect mobile games that do well. To my understanding, this is actually a pretty good free-to-play game. Um, as far as it's free to play friendly, but people have incentives to buy and they do buy. And it's been around for so long now because it's it's navigated um, keeping that balance there very well. Kind of like, you know, AFK Heroes is something that I think you and I both agree on rides that well, that line well. AFK Arena, yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. So a billion dollar mobile game, once again, uh, this is, I mean, where all the mobile games, all the big mobile games are headed. Um I am, yeah, I'm glad. I, I look at the game, though, and I'm like, graphically, right? Graphically, I'm like, man, this game is pulling in a billion dollars. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> it and, is and, amazing and, what, what IP can do for a game. You know what I mean? And it was released in 2017, right? So Yeah, it looks like it should have been released in 2012, honestly. But but um, still, like, you know, you're talking, what, five years and a billion dollars? And that's a good amount of money. I had that stuff to scoff at. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I would take that exactly. money. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I just, I just think it's funny how like, yeah, these, the, the graphics for these are literally like so cartoonish. Like I, I don't think it's it takes much development to make these characters and the content that it's involved in it. Um, whenever you yeah. really look at it, I could be yeah. wrong, but yeah. But the amount of money that they've gotten out of it, man, holy cow, good for them. I'm glad people love the series as much as they do because it's coming back at them tenfold. Yep. Um, uh, hold on. I got one more addition before we close yeah. off. Something I totally forgotten about. Uh, sure. Are you a, are you a fan of uh, the Tony Hawk Pro Skater? I have played my fair share of Tony Hawk Pro Skater. All right. What about uh, its more realistic uh, competition? Skate? skate? No, I hate it. Oh, how do you hate skate? Hate, hate skate. Was wow. not a fan at all whenever it came out. I was like, nope. Oh Tried my it, god. Despised it. Oh my god. Well then never mind then, because skate four footage just leaked and you don't care. <laughs> Looking forward to never playing that game. <laughs> never, never. I loved <laughs> skate. Oh my god. I remember being at EA when the first skate when we first saw it in the, you know, in my um, certification department that we were in, and all of us just immediately fell in love with that game. It's like, oh my god, this is fucking amazing! It might because have been because it was like, because I was super young when I was playing um, Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk, okay, okay, and 
so like it might have been like if i remember correctly skate was like a bit more complex whenever it comes to it was more realistic was really what yeah it was. well i remember like he had to use the like i don't know the don't right stick yeah, the right you had to stick, use the right to do stick. Some shit to... Yeah, yeah. Basically, it was a flick. Like you hold it down to crouch, and you flicked up to do an ollie, or you could hold it forward and flick down to do a nollie. And then the you could change the, the the tricks based on you know the angle you started and the motions you made as you kind of flicked the stick up, right? Mm-hmm. So if you kind of went like a motion of like down to the right and then went halfway or a quarter circle down to the to the bottom right and then flick straight up it would do uh, a different kind of trick yeah um, so i think that what the point like in comparison to tony hawk it was kind of like you use the directional stick but not necessarily for like like you wouldn't exclusively use the directional stick for anything it'd have to be in conjunction with a button if I remember correctly. Yeah, basically, Tony Hawk's was you had uh, a grab button, a flip button, and I want to say a... There's another button, I think, on there. But basically, it was a direction in combination with that button would then result in a trick um, up to being able to do like uh, multi- like two directions, you know, like up, down, or up, left, or up, right, plus a button to then do another trick. So it was it was simpler in the sense that the tricks were easier to execute, and really it was about being able to get in a position to land them correctly. Um, whereas skate was more about, you know, a pr- approach and then executing the trick itself as well as then being going the right direction if it was a rotation or something like that to then land the trick correctly uh i think it like to me it skate felt better when you successfully did a like a badass line it was like Mm -hmm. oh yeah and it was less uh over the top like you know with um tony hawk pro skater you were doing all sorts of crazy weird grinds and shit yeah exactly which don't get me wrong i loved tony hawk when it came out that's the best part yeah, loved Tony Hawk 1, loved Tony Hawk 2. I think when it became Thug, you know, Tony Hawk Underground is when it lost me. Because I think at that point, that's when Skate came out. So I'm like, you know what? I the, Here are the things I loved about Tony Hawk, which was trying to make these cool tricks and then make these cool lines. That's all in Skate. The only issue I had with Skate was the camera angle was ass. I hated that freaking <laughs> low camera angle. Um, so it's like, no, stop dragging the camera along the ground and making me, you know, look up at this dude's butt crack as he's trying to skate and i can't see shit like give me a third person view that's a little bit better so i can line crap up but anyway that's my only gripe really about it skate one was fun skate two was was even better uh skate three i know people had some issues with it um but i still had fun with it um skate three felt like it was kind of leaning more towards like the tony hawk craziness of stuff uh, right with the hall of meat or whatever when you're trying to you're trying to purposely hurt your guy like okay like this is a little too too much um, but yeah, so anyway, Skate 4 footage is leaked because they're working on it. They just don't know when it's going to be coming out. Fair enough. Well, I think that's going to be... I know tons of people love Skate, so I, I know that it, it will do well because, um, you know, it, it has a long-awaited return to it, right? Yeah, yeah. Skate so, 3 was an Xbox 360 title, I think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, 
it would be it's hope i do wish it well because uh i mean it's been a long time since the tony hawk game came out right because tony hawk like i was on it for the first one like super hardcore i played that game super 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 hardcore Mm -hmm. um but then i never played really tony hawk pro skater 2 or anything like that so it fell off for me and i think they stopped making them probably around like the you know end of xbox playstation well they they did they did tony hawk underground and underground 2 they've done a they've done a few of them i'm not exactly sure where they left off at but don't forget they did a couple of remasters right Um, yeah i mean that's right two years ago i'm talking like yeah okay yeah no no they haven't done any new ones in a while um as a matter of fact i think i read an article the other day like activision blizzard shut down doing remakes for tony hawk 3 and 4 okay yeah Um, that's good yeah i'm I'm sure it didn't make enough money back to deem it worthy yeah maybe not anyway all right that's all i wanted to bring up we can oh all right did you did you want to end with what we talked about before the pod? Do you want to save that for a later date? No, we'll save that for a later date. All right. Leave the people teasers. Yes. What does that mean? Exactly. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah. All right, we're gonna go ahead and finish up there. Uh, thank you very much, everyone. We really, really appreciate it. Um, thank you for joining us, Dehooch. Yep. All fun, and, fun as usual. Yep, and then uh, Muggin in spirit. Says, you know, he's sorry he couldn't be here, but he also had a great time, I'm sure. <laughs> no, he did not have a great time. <laughs> no, he had, he's been messaging us during it, and he had a pretty rough time. His doctor's very sick, and so, yeah, not, not great over there. But, um, anyways, thank you all very much. Uh, yeah, we will see you guys next week. Peace.